I kind of switch what I was on this series, and I actually still have another message for it. But as you know, a lot of stuff has changed in the last week. And here we are today. Um, <clears throat> and then I thought, okay, you know, what, what do the people need to hear? And those on Facebook tuning in, they weren't able to make it, or those perhaps listening while you're hunting right now. Um, <clears throat> I thought, what now? <laughs> you know, half the country's rejoicing. <laughs> the other half is sad. And so here I am as a pastor trying to navigate all of that. How's that for a job, huh? And I thought, what now? And I thought, you know what? We need to stick to the script. And the script is God's word. God's word never changes, okay? So uh, you, you say, well, what news do you have? I have the greatest news of ever. And it's never changed. Okay? Uh, Jesus' last words in Matthew 28, 16 to 20, he said, Go. Somebody whisper, go. <clears throat> How many of you know that's a green light? When you see the light turn green at the stop, you know, it's like you can go. That word has not stopped for 2,000 years. Amen? Amen? Go. He says, go therefore and make disciples. Make disciples. Um, I'll just pick up from what I have here. It says, now the 11 disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain in which Jesus had directed them. And when they had saw him, they worshiped him, and it said, but some doubted. Just think about that. You see Jesus crucified, died, and he rose from the dead, and he's there speaking to you, and some go, I don't know if it's him. Wow. And Jesus came and said unto them, all authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. Go, green light, still green for all of us, amen? And make disciples. You know, I think about drivers. Uh, how many have had driver's ed? Driver said, I needed that to get a discount for my insurance. So as a kid, I was thankful I went through that. And, and how you make a disciple is hands-on. It's hands-on the wheel, and that's part of the local church. We continue to make disciples by hands-on, ministering to people, loving on people. It says, make disciples of all nations. It's not just saying individuals. Nations. <clears throat> Baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit in teaching that's part of the, the commission of, of the local church, small groups, public teaching, amen, as we meet together, uh, spiritual growth, all of that. And uh, he says, uh, teaching them to observe all that I've commanded you, behold, I'm with you always to the end of the age. And so, so right now, 2020, we all agree, uh, has been and still is one of the most agonizing years for all of us in America. Isn't that right? It's China virus, the riots, the violence, looting, defund the police, mass mandates, so divisive for church, social distancing, family members cut off from loved ones even in the latter years of their life, suicides up, we know anxiety, depression, sexual abuse, drug, alcohol abuse, it's depressing, it's depressing. The lockdown resulting now, they're saying over 100 million deaths through poverty and starvation. Globally, that's what's happening. And, and now, since last week, <laughs> this fiasco of election, and once again, at least half of Americans, they've lost all hope and confidence in the process, and the other half are rejoicing and shouting praises. There's a lot of fear out there. There's a lot of fear out there. There's a lot of uncertainty. But I got good news today. Amen. Jesus Christ is Lord. Amen. And that'll never change. Jesus Christ is Lord. That'll never change. That'll never change. 
Our hope is not in this world, but our hope is in the Lord Jesus Christ. And I have something I'm going to share, but I asked my wife to come up, and she said here to stand here with her, and I will stand with you, love. Um, so we'll make sure everything's good. Test. So first off, I'm wondering if anybody remembers January of 2020, and Pastor Mike gave us the word for the church for the year was stand. I forgot about that. That was before COVID. But it was, uh, that was be Angie that reminded yeah, me of that. That was before COVID, before elections, before quarantine, before required masks, and so on and so forth. So here we are. Now we get to do it. Um, first off, I want to say that Mike and I are standing strong. Amen. We are. We're, and we're, we're excited. We're going to build a church. We're building a we're church. We're building a church. Because why not? And we're at peace. Not my, more often than not, we're at peace. Personally, I am excited to watch and see how God continues to move because I believe, I do believe the declarations of the songs we sang, the yeah. prayers we have prayed. I believe it. One of the first songs I learned as a little girl is, my God is so big. He is so strong and mighty. There is nothing Nothing that our God can't do. I believe it. I think you need to believe this. Now, I have a few verses to share. Psalm 9, 7 through 9. But the Lord reigns forever, executing judgment from his throne. He will judge the world with justice yes. and rule the nations with fairness. The Lord is a shelter for the oppressed and a refuge in times of trouble. Mm -hmm. No matter where you sit in this, God is our refuge. Psalm 47, 8. God reigns above the nations. He sits on his holy throne. Am I, oh, thank you, Sam. I have, um, John 16, 33. I have said these things to you that in me you may have peace. Mm -hmm. In this world you will have tribulation. But take heart. I have overcome the world. Yes. He has overcome the world. That up there. Romans 8, 35 through 37. Can anything ever separate us from Christ's love? Does it mean he no longer loves us if we have trouble or calamity or are persecuted or are hungry or destitute or in danger or threatened with death? No. <laughs> Despite all these things, overwhelming victory is ours through Christ who loved us. Overwhelming victory. Psalm 27, 3. Though an army encamp against me, my heart will not fear. The war rise against me, yet I will be confident. <laughs> we can be confident in the work and in the word of Christ, God. Mm -hmm. um, Revelations 5.5. 5. Stop weeping. Look at the lion of the tribe of Judah, the heir to David's throne, has won the victory. God is not shaken by this. Proverbs 28:1. The wicked flee when no one pursues, but the righteous are bold as a lion. Yeah. Yeah. Now, my point. <laughs> I'm a little bit fired up. <laughs> Our faith and trust must always, always be in the Lord, not in a man, not in a prophetic word. The word that we can stand on is God wins. God wins. That's the end. That is the word we hang on to. 
I believe that the church has done its part in regard to prayer, repentance, declaration, all of that. I need to breathe. I would challenge us, myself included, we need to educate ourselves to get involved in the political process, know our rights according to the Constitution and according to the Word of God. We need to prepare, be prepared to defend and exercise our religious freedom. If you are discouraged that the said majority vote does not line up with our biblical beliefs, then we as a church here and globally, we've got some work to do. We need to reach and disciple people for Jesus Christ. The change starts here. We can do nothing but look outward. We can't look outwardly. We need to make that change here. Um, Let's take the lead of some Christians meeting in underground churches where worship is prohibited, and yet they meet in person against the laws of the land because they believe the word of God where it says in Hebrews 10.25, do not neglect the meeting together as is the habit of some. Be at peace. No weapon formed against, against us or our country will prosper. God's ways are not our ways. We need to do our part, then trust him. Lastly, I want to thank our pastor and my husband. Do you have that slide? For cautiously and courageously leading us through 2020. Alexander the Great says, I do not fear an army. An army of lions, if they are led by a lamb, I do fear an army of sheep if they are led by a lion. So, that said, this is our time to grow, this is our time to shine, and it is our time to dig deep. It is our time to dig deep. We are better together. We've got this. Let's build. Let's build a building. There we go. Bobby should send you all home right now. <laughs> that really was the word of the Lord. But that's our sign, new sign updated out there, out on our property. Uh, a lot of construction going on out there. I don't know if you've driven by there. I think there's a new UPS hub store that's going in. Two brand new luxury apartment complexes. That's a few hundred people right across the street from our church. So God knows what he's doing. Okay, and I think he kind of held us for such a time as this to launch when there's so much uncertainty. Amen? Amen. Thank you, honey. Thank you for sharing that. Thank you for being bold. Just a couple of things, and I'm going to be very, very quick with this, but if you can pull up the slides again. uh, My slide on Deuteronomy 31.6 says, Be determined and confident. Do not be afraid of them. Your God, the Lord himself, will be with you. He will not fail you or abandon you. You know, Uh, there's a lot of things right now that's going on that I don't know what is truth, right? (laughs) It's very hard to find the truth in this season. And uh, my texts have been overloaded with, you know, people sending me this, sending me that, and they're praying, and it all means well, and there's prophetic dreams, and there's declarations, and we need to do this, we need to do that, and uh, I just come back to all that as like, I've prayed, I've fasted, I've sought the Lord, we've prayed for 
years here for our president in our nation, in the nations. We fasted, we've sought the Lord. We do it on Sunday mornings. And uh, I don't know what else to do, but stand. So here I am, standing. And I'm gonna continue to stand. All right, and so uh, that's, that's, that's the word today is, is to continue to stand. But here's this, here's what I know to be true, okay? So I'm gonna bring us down to just a very simple, basic truths for all of us to walk away today with and we can say, you know what? We can take this with us. How many with me say amen? amen. What I know to be true is our God never changes. And the first thing is God will still be on the throne regardless of outcome of election or whatever happens. Can you say amen? <clears throat> we may be changing presidents, Congress members, Senate, we know, uh, but our God does not change. He's still on the throne. Malachi 3.6, for I am the Lord, I change not. Psalm 102, 26 and 27, they will perish, but you will remain. They will all wear out like a garment, but you will change them like a robe and they will pass away. But you are the same and your years have no end. That's the God we serve. Can you say amen? Amen. Here's another thing I know for certain. The Bible will still have all the answers for your life and my life. Amen. That's what we can trust in. 2 Timothy 3, 14 and 17. But as for you, watch this, continue. But as for you, continue. Continue in what you have learned, have firmly believed, knowing from what you have learned and how from childhood you have been acquainted with the sacred, God's word, writings, which are what? Able, watch this, God's word is able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Jesus Christ. And then he goes on to say, all scriptures breathe out by God. It is profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction and for training in righteousness that the man of God or the woman of God may be complete and equipped for every good work. Psalm 119.11, I love this verse. It says, your word, watch this, I have hid in my heart that I might not sin against you. I don't want to sin. I don't know anyone here that wants to sin. But you know what? How we can do that and keep that to where we live a life where we sin less is we hide the word of God in our heart. Can you say Amen. Hebrews 4.12, God's word is alive and powerful and it discerns and it cuts through all the garbage in our life. Here's another thing I know for certain in this season. You ready? The tomb is still empty. <laughs> Hallelujah. Matthew 28.5.6, but the angel said to the woman, do not be afraid for I know that you seek Jesus who was crucified. He's not here for he has risen as he said. Come see the place where he was and it was empty. You know what? Back in 1988, I had the chance to go to Israel, and I went to the Garden of Gethsemane. The tomb's empty. And you say, well, that's the Protestant tomb. Well, I also went to the Catholic one, too. That was empty, too. <laughs> Amen? <clears throat> it's empty. The tomb is empty. You can still go there today. Jesus Christ has risen. Can you say amen? amen. Let me just say this, too. <clears throat> Prayer still works. <laughs> okay? Prayer, say, oh, pastor, how could you say it? Prayer still works. But what happens is sometimes we, what we want to see happen is God sees from a greater, eternal, heavenly perspective. And he's after one thing, harvest. He's not after our comfort. Jesus didn't say, I've come to give you a comfortable life. No, I've come to seek and save that those which are lost 
That's the mission of the church. So we may be in a season of uncomfortableness. Tighten up, stand up, stand your ground. God is with us, amen. We'll make it through. Can you say amen? Prayer still works. Colossians 4, 2 and 3. Continue steadfastly in prayer. Amen, Pastor Mike. Being watchful in it. So don't just continue. Be watchful in it. With thanksgiving. Why? Why does it say thanksgiving? Because there are times we we feel, I'm not thankful in this moment. I'm not thankful, Pastor. Pray also for us, he says, that God, watch this, may open us a door for the word. So there's our prayers can have an effect. And, and here's the thing. God still will answer prayers. I believe that. He will answer your prayers, but not maybe the way you thought they would be. But he'll still give us an answer. Can you say amen? I trust that. And we will continue to pray as a church because prayer still works. And then my kind of last point here, the cross, not the government, is our salvation. Listen, I started to dig into some stuff even last night and this morning. I'm just writing down. And, but let me just say, the cross where Jesus Christ sacrificed himself and shed his blood for us, that is our salvation. You know, the government may give you money, some earthly benefits, but they cannot, the government cannot save you from an eternity away from Jesus Christ. Only Christ can do that. Only Jesus can. John 3, 16, for God so loved the world Right? We know the verse. That he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. <clears throat> Friends, the government cannot do that for you. Only Jesus Christ can purchase salvation. Only Jesus can. And here's the thing. There's still room at the cross. I said there's still room at the cross. There's still time. For those of you who have not accepted Christ and you're kind of still living a double life, the Bible says in 2 Corinthians, now's the time. Today is the day of salvation. So, yes, what are you saying, Pastor Mike? It matters who's in, in authority. It does affect us all. That's the truth. It affects us all. Those in power, they make laws that will definitely affect us. Some for our betterment, those that are in, in power, and some for our detriment in some ways, which is sad. You know, just ask the Christians in North Korea. What's it like living in a regime like that? That affects their life. And I pray to God our nation doesn't go down that path. Can I get an amen? Yeah. But you know, <clears throat> uh, just like as Rhonda brought out, just right now a majority of Christians, watch this, a majority of Christians in these nations that we have been in to preach the gospel, for most of those nations, it was illegal to preach the gospel. It is illegal to assemble now but we still go, we proclaim, we preach the truth. Well, it's illegal. You know what? God's standards and his word supersedes any man, a man's when it comes to preaching the gospel. Amen? And so, you know, you ask those Christians in those nations, all of those countries, oppressed, oppressed. This is an interesting thought. And, and here's the thing. We have hundreds of millions of other believers throughout the world that gather, even today, that are, are meeting illegally. And I just wrote down some stuff here because you can see it's not types because this came to me last night I was, as I, I'm ready to conclude because I'm almost done here. But here's a perspective. I just, I just want to throw out a perspective to you. In some way, it encouraged me. <laughs> I hope it does to you. How many know that God hears the cries of our brothers and sisters in these godless nations? Amen. He doesn't hear just the cries of American Christians. Come on now. 
You know, you think of China, the communists of China. Uh, they, they're oppressive to Christians. They've actually imprisoned thousands of pastors. Recently, they've torn down over 7,000 crosses over churches. Uh, recently, a, a woman I just read had just a Christian bookstore. In, in, in just a Christian bookstore, they ransacked the bookstore, stole all the stuff, and then threw her in prison for seven years. A Christian bookstore. Wow. And now, pastors are being forced, I just read this article, to add communist ideology to their Bible stories. So while they're preaching, if Jesus feed the 5,000, they have to bring in the president of China in that, that he's part of that. Can you imagine? And they're being censored. It matters who's in authority. It really does. It matters. But you know, the 2020 China's population, I just looked this up, is at 1.42 billion. What's America? 330, 350, 350 million. 1.42 billion. But here's the thing. Statistics show between Protestants and Catholics together, they believe, 2020 estimates, watch this, that between 200 and 250 million believers are in China. Now, now I thought about this. Okay, wait. <clears throat> there are more Christians in China today than in France, 38 million, Germany, 43 million, and in the U.S. I, I want you to think about that. And, and so, so, so if this is true in these statistics, and there's a number of sources that talk about especially the underground church, and you know those that, that have gone there and, and preached the gospel, that there are over 200 plus million believers in China, then China as a communist nation has the largest Christian population in the world. Wow. China. Our arched enemy, right? <laughs> right now. How many know God knows what he's doing? And he can, even when there's a, a, an amoral nation or government, God can still further the kingdom of God in that nation. We have it right there. Um, New York Post uh, headline in February 2020, how China's Jing, uh, he said he destroyed religion and made himself God. as a picture of him poking God in the eye. Friends, God has heard the cry of his people. I believe that. And it's not, not just in America, but globally. We need to think globally what God is doing. He, he hasn't forgotten America. Amen? There's still a plan. And I got a video here I want to show you that I believe what's next for America, what's coming. And I believe it will hopefully be encouraging to you. But, but uh, his people, their oppression, I believe God is going to create a Passover reality for those nations, especially China. And I believe it may be with less than 10 years. We're going to see an overturn in that country. And we're going to see China being a force for righteousness. Uh, you know, some even say, here's another recent stat, that there are 30 million Christians in the Chinese Communist Party. They're sleeper cells. So they're serving in the CCP, but, but they're sleeper cells. They're believers, but they're not, they're not outright, you know, they're just serving in there. And even though they're celebrating the Communist Chinese Party, 70 years of uh, ruling in China, I believe the days of their ruling are numbered. Why? Because God hears the cry of the people in China. Okay? So, what are you saying, Pastor Mike? We should never fear what's going on in the world, especially after an election. There's only one person we should fear or slash reverence, and that is God alone. Can you say amen? Proverbs 1, 7 says this, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. 
Scripture says in Ecclesiastes 12, 13, let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God, keep his commandments, for this is the whole duty of man. Stand with me if you would, please. I want to end with reading a verse, and then there's a video I just want to show that I felt the Lord said, Mike, son, this is what I'm going to do in America. It's the opposite of what people have been thinking, but I'm still going to get my desired end results. I thought, okay, Lord, I'm ready for that. But <clears throat> even though things have changed, how many know we still have the same God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit? How many know salvation will never, never change? Salvation is from Christ. Romans chapter 8, Romans 8, watch this. The Bible says, I consider our present sufferings insignificant compared to the glory that will soon be revealed to us. Right now, it doesn't seem so insignificant to us. But compared to the rest of the world or what they're dealing with, our problems are insignificant. But he goes on to say that the glory will soon be revealed to us. All creation is eagerly waiting for God to reveal who his children are. Creation was subjected to frustration, but not by its own choice. The one who subjected it to frustration did so in the hope that it would also be set free from slavery to decay in order to share the glorious freedom that the children of God will have. And then he goes on to say, we know that all creation has been groaning with the pains of childbirth up to the present time. However, not only creation groans, we who have the spirit as the first of God's gifts also groan inwardly. He says, we groan as we eagerly await for our adoption, the freeing of our bodies from sin. We were saved with this hope in mind. Why? If we hope for something we already see, it's not really hope. We hope, he who hopes for, you know, or he goes on to say, who hopes for what he can be seen? But we hope for what we don't see. We eagerly wait for it with perseverance. Verse 26, at the same time, the Spirit also helps us in our weakness. This is a word for us right now because we don't know how to pray. So what does he say? The Spirit intercedes. He comes alongside with us with groans which cannot be expressed in words. And we believe that is a direct reference to the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Praying the Spirit. I don't know what to do. I don't know how to pray. You pray in the Spirit. You pray the perfect will of God in a situation you don't understand. When then he goes on to say, we know that all things work together for good for those who love God. Did you hear that? All of this is going to turn around for our good. Ours as the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. I think things are going to get darker for the world, but brighter for the kingdom of God. Amen. Brighter for the kingdom of God who are called according to his purpose. Now, this was the word. When I started um, messages, some of you remember, if you go back, one of the first messages that I had in a series when this happened was this, shaken to awaken us. Most of you don't remember that. But it was a series I did when we started this whole thing. I'm like, what is going on? I felt that God is shaking us to awaken us. And then now we feel we're being shaken again and shaken again. And we don't like that. And we're thinking like, Pastor, I can't shake anymore. My bones are going to crack. I mean, seems like I'm at the end. And then I just thought, God, what are you after? The Lord said, I'm after fruit. Now, I want you to play this video in there, and this has to do with California walnuts. How do they get the walnuts off the tree, the fruit? Can you guys play that right now in the back? Look at this piece of machinery. It's only a minute long. They don't handpick the fruit. The nuts are mechanically shaken from the trees. 
How does that tree trunk feel? Come on now. How does that tree trunk feel? The roots are lifting dust. I mean, every, it's going through hell. But fruit comes down. Fruit is coming. Then they line it up and they, they bring it in rows and they pick up the harvest. We are being shaken as the kingdom of God because God is after fruit. I said he's after something. He's after our fruit. And then they pick it up and it didn't actually, it says within 12 hours or so, it's, it's loaded and it's uh, uh, taken in and it's separated and cleaned. After that step, they are delivered to a holer dryer. From the field to the holer, it's the same day usually. Did hours. you hear that? From the field to the holer? God's going to do a quick work in this nation. A quick work in this nation. Come on, every head bowed here this morning. Lord, we thank you. We thank you, Father God. See, this is why we're building a church. And that's why we're not hiding and cutting and running. We're building a church. Why? Because we're continuing to make disciples because it's the disciples that are made that are going to raise up other disciples. They're going to train those that are coming in to the kingdom of God. Once again, some of you need to unpack your rapture bags because the greatest days of harvest, I believe, for America around. And you know what? If you were that trunk of that tree when those pads hit it and they shook you, you'd feel all hell is breaking loose. And I don't know if I can handle this, but God is after fruit. He's after fruit. So be of good cheer. Know that the harvest is ripe. And even though things didn't turn out like many of us thought we would like to see, God is still on the throne. Can I get an amen? You're here this morning. You're not right with God. The Bible says now's the time. Today's the day of salvation. Pastor, pray for me. I'd like us to pray corporately for you to give your heart to Christ. For you to get in God's game in these days that we're living in. Being a part of his plan and purpose for your life. Say this with me. Let's pray together. Say, Jesus, I believe you died on the cross for my sin. Jesus, today I surrender my life to you. Fill me with your spirit. I thank you for saving me. I will serve you all the days of my life. 